Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York, and I'm broadcasting this morning from the bright red desk. It is December 1st, World AIDS Day. Um, and there was, I was on the radio this morning, there were 1.5 million people diagnosed with AIDS this year. So even though we don't hear about it that much in the news, um, I actually know of someone who got diagnosed with AIDS this year. And, uh, you know, it's still a pretty big disease out there. So and it's also my friend Sandra's birthday. Happy birthday, Sandra. Um, so uh, forward we go into the week. And understanding the energy is really kicking up. Um, this week, Jupiter goes into Capricorn, and you are going to really feel a shift. Um, and here in New York, we're going to have a sleety mix <laughs> of winter arriving, rain and snow and water and sleet and yucky stuff, but that always kind of heralds that last hurrah of Jupiter and Sagittarius. So tomorrow, Monday, Jupiter goes into Capricorn for a year where he's going to get serious. Now, Capricorn, of course, is the sign of the rocks and the mountaintops and what we amount to. And when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, he really grounds down. He does not like Capricorn that much because it can't really fly high and expand and do whatever he wants. And, of course, Jupiter doesn't really always follow the rules. He kind of was the king, and he did what he wanted to do. So when he lands in Capricorn, there's a lot of accountability. And so one of the things that we find when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, it happens every 12 years, uh, we enter a period of after a year of excess, which was last year. I know it didn't necessarily feel like excess to some of you or like it was an excess of difficulty in. I'm like, I know. But when he goes into Capricorn, we get serious. And this week also Venus and Mars are dancing together and sextiling each other. And they're also hitting the nodes of fate. So we're all going to be meeting our fate or in some way, shape, or form or encountering fate. And a lot of people have been having medical things or getting news about situations or having experiences where situations are changing. Remember, this is all the big setup for next year in January. So uh, your job this week, because it is going to feel like everything gets a little faster. And I know you're going, how can it possibly get faster than it already is? It's December already, Ann. I'm like, I know, but it's going to even feel more fast, if that's possible, um, because everything's in cardinal signs. And cardinal signs, or everything's moving into cardinal signs. Cardinal signs make us move fast. They make us zip along. So we have um, the, the outer planets, Saturn and Pluto, in cardinal signs. Now Jupiter's going into one. And, you know, cardinal signs take actions. They make us feel like I have to di- decide or I have to do something, whether we want to or not sometimes. So watch in your life where you're going to be asked to do stuff. Of course, the house to focus on is the Capricorn house. Everybody's got one, even if you don't have any planets in Capricorn. You've got a house in Capricorn. And that is where the action is. And that is where the action is all next year, too. So kind of watch for the stories that are revealing now because that's the section you're going to be using it. So if you have Capricorn in the first, it's all about you taking action. If you have Capricorn in the second, it's all about your money and your talents and your skills taking action. If it's in your third, it's a lot of stories about your neighborhood, your siblings, your uh, cousins, your sibling immediately below you, and your mother's mental health and your father's physical health. 
if it's in your fourth house, it's about your home, your family, your mom, your foundations. If Capricorn's in your fifth, it's about the kids and the things that you do creatively, your creative projects, your creative ideas, your passions, your love affairs. If you have Capricorn in the sixth, this is definitely going to be a work, 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 or a health, 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 or a pet, pet, pet. And also a lot of changes with the people that you work with, your coworkers, as well as the people who serve you, such as your cleaning lady or the waitress or whatever. So like when I had to go through there a few years ago, um, it was like all the restaurants in my neighborhood closed. I was like, whoa, I had to find all new all new food suppliers for my Chinese food. Capricorn, in the seventh, you're changing your relationship and your dynamic with the outside world, particularly your best friends, your partners, as well as your open enemies. So this is an interesting year for Capricorn in the seventh. And then Capricorn in the eighth, you're changing your relationship to money and uh, your talents uh, that you're rewarded for by other people, how people recognize you and pay you. And then for Capricorn and, and also your royalties and your inheritances and your money from other people. Capricorn in the ninth gives us a big energy around travel and getting out in the world and teaching, maybe even going back to school for more education, as well as working with the justice system or working with uh, foreign energies, you know, like anything foreign to you. That can be just different raced people as well as, you know, you're the green person, they're the purple person, learning about them. Capricorn in the tenth, it is a career year. It is recognition for your career and what you've done over the last 30 years, 29 years, um, 36 years, 20 years, all big for the career folk. And those those cycles apply to everybody. It's not just the Capricorn in the 10th people, but they wanted to know how much am I harvesting, right? Capricorn in the 11th, you're changing your groups, your associations. That's your – oh, wait, and the 10th is also um, – uh, the, your father, energies with your authority and your father. The 11th is your energies of uh, how you're valued by your career, how you're paid, as well as your group energy, uh, your older sibling immediately above you. Um, and that can be a health house for mom, as well as the 5th can be a health house for dad. And the the ninth house can also be a health house for dad, and uh, a health house for mom and a mind house for dad, you know, like they start getting a little forgetful, like I just did because I forgot to mention it there. Not that I'm having Capricorn there. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, last but not least, Capricorn in the 12th, which is where I have it, um, it is releasing the karma and letting everything go. So, you know, my mom died, my dad just passed, so I'm wrapping up the karma. I've got a number of relatives that are ill uh, and I'm kind of watching all this going, wow, I'm, nothing I can do about any of it. You know, it's all watching it. Um, and it uh, honoring that energy, you know, of what we have to do to work in our world. And so Capricorn in the 12th, it's a lot about your dreams, your karma, the things you've done. Remember, these are big cycles ending, a 36-year cycle. Fall of 82, 83, if you weren't born then, ask your folks. But if you were born, you should recognize this cycle ending because ending, there's a beginning and an ending, and the ending's happening now. 29 years ago when Saturn was last in Capricorn, the last degrees of Capricorn going into Aquarius, that's what he's doing this year. And then 20 years ago, next December, a year from now, Jupiter and Saturn meet up to start a 20-year cycle. So the setup this year is the life we're building really for the rest of our lives. And right now, as we get towards the ending which is also the new beginning of the cycle, the ending part's taking place. So we're ending things. We're ending things. We're 
we're releasing things, you know. So you all know my neighbor down the hall died. We had a clean-out party on Saturday. Found a lot of stuff. Didn't find a will yet, <clears throat> but we did find a lot of letter things. So, you know, we're going to give one. I'm going to go in there for another hour today as Jupiter goes into Capricorn because her ascendant is 29 Sag and see if maybe she pops the will, you know, because right now Jupiter's in the 12th um, in her chart. So we'll, it's moving into the first. And we did find a home for the cats, so that's good. And, uh, you know, we go. We're, Nancy and I are going to go down and bring the will to the lawyer this week and then uh, forward. So for all of you who sent notes on where it is, we did find a lot of stuff, but we didn't find a will. Um, so, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not done yet because until I turn it over to the lawyer and one of those Virgos, I'm just going to check one more time. You know, I'm the one that comes back and checks and makes sure that I really did turn the stove off. But for all of us, <coughs> this week as Jupiter goes into Capricorn, he's going to start talking to us in earnest about what we have to do. And I was in her apartment and it's pretty dusty, so I'm still making lots of phlegmy noises. I do apologize to you all this morning. Um He's making us really get serious. You know, when he comes down to earth, oof, you know, it's kind of like when your mother said, wait till your father gets home. Father gets home. Although my mother never said that. She administered justice at the moment of the, the, moment of the crime. Um, yeah, so we're going to see the accountability. Jupiter coming into Capricorn wants us to be accountable personally as well as collectively. And some people, you know, this, you may find this is a little hard. Because uh, Jupiter in Capricorn is serious, and he kind of looks at you and goes, you know what that means, don't you? And <laughs> I always hated it when my mother said that. You know what that means, don't you? And you're kind of like, eh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so not that Jupiter means you're in trouble, but he's in a serious sign. And so he's going to be serious. The last, the other thing we have going on this week is Mercury is leaving his shadow. He's been in his shadow. So there's a lot of... Um, energy as he gets ready to roll out of Sag, out of out of Scorpio into Sag, and he enters Sag this week. Uh, he enters Sag on December 9th. However, as he hits his last little bits, now this was a pretty, pretty intense Mercury retrograde, because Mercury was in Scorpio. He got all the way up to 28, and then he went backwards, and he entered his, you know, he he's just been doing stuff with us since the middle of October. So think of all the secrets that have been revealed since the middle of October. And now he's about to clear his shadow and take off into Sag. So he clears his shadow on the 6th, and then he takes off into Sag on the 9th. And then Mercury, of course, in Sagittarius is a little bit of a wild child because he says things. You know, he just doesn't, he doesn't limit himself. I often say when I'm reading a Mercury and Sag person, they go, yeah, nobody likes how I always tell them what to do. And I'm like, well, you know, what you should probably ask them is, you know, do you want me to tell you what I think? And like, raise your eyebrow at them. They know what you're going to say, because <laughs> they often do. And Sages are really opinionated. So Mercury and Sag is going to kick up the opinionated energy. But remember, he's answering to... Jupiter in Capricorn now, right? So he's going to kick it up with consequences. Wait till your mother gets home. Wait till your father. Wait till I tell. Rah, rah, rah. Or you know that behavior is not something I like. Now the positive way of using this energy is to really focus on what it is you want to create and what your vision is. You know what's the next thing for you, 
and to start working on it seriously. So some of you know last year I I taught a class in Italy, and um, while I had a great time, there were a number of reasons I didn't sign up to teach there again. And um, the students that went, most of them, probably everybody but one, I think, had a really good time uh, with the astrology. So they were all like, let's do it domestically. So I've been talking to uh, a friend of mine who's going to be coordinating it. Um, And we're going to have an astrology uh, conference next fall. So I wanted to give you a heads up in October of 2020. I'll be teaching an astrology weekend, kind of a week thing like I did in Italy. Details to be announced, not quite yet because Mercury is still in his shadow. Uh, But we'll be letting you know. So kind of block out a little chunk of time next fall. It will be after the NC, not the NCGR, the ESAR conference in Colorado. Um, and we'll figure it out. So I'm going to be letting you know soon, so save your candles and start saving your money, and we'll be having a domestic, uh, probably domestic, although we are still we are still looking at a couple of foreign locations. Um, so we'll keep you posted. And uh, so, yeah, just save it. But I am not going back to Italy. Some people asked if I was going back, and I said, no, I'm not going back, not planning on going back um, for a number of reasons, which I'm not going to get into here. Um, suffice to say, you know, I it just felt like I shouldn't do it. So, uh, for a number of reasons, <laughs> which I shouldn't really be talking about. But at any rate, uh, forward we go. So just watch for next fall, uh, 20, fall of 2020. I'll be letting you know probably in the next week or so once Mercury clears his shadow and we get all this, the details finalized. Um, and the energy that we're working with this week is a lot about that forward motion and the planning of what we have to do and how we have to do it. And your job, should you decide to accept it, is to do the same thing, to kind of look forward in your life and say, well, what am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do? Uh, What does that look like? And what am I uh, going for? What's my vision of my life? And, of course, remembering where all these planets in Capricorn are taking place in your life because there's a whole lot of change going to be going on in that house. Now, some of you have already gotten pretty clear on it, and some of you are still wrestling with some of the stuff that you found out, especially on the Mercury retrograde. And, again, you've got to last little bits this week till Mercury gets out of his shadow on December 6th. But once he does, we go forward and we go into a whole new chapter right? Uh, And he is, of course, dancing with, uh, he's in Capricorn, but he's dancing with Pluto three times next year. So that's three big projects starting or three big beginnings, or it's one big dream with a couple of renovations and then full steam ahead, you know. So this is a really critical time. And I do encourage you to watch the areas of your life where you don't want to participate, you don't want to do things, So, you know, that's not working for me. And then to look at the things you liked, which was I had a great time teaching everybody and it was wonderful to be in a retreat and saying, yeah, that part was great. I want to do that again. So let me find that. Let me go create that rather than staying in, you know, in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with. Right. So that's the other part. Harvesting. Capricorn's all about harvesting things. Harvesting things and saying, I'm ready to move these into an I'm ready to move this into a new area. I'm ready. This is what the results of that were. You know, this is what I learned from that. Um and so in that case, you know, when we were uh looking and everybody I was like how did people get here and everybody was like well we listened to the weekly weather. So I'm like, wow, you know, 31 hands raised. 
And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and and be, being aware of the consequences of your actions and then understanding what you want to do with them and how you want to do them, right? And And that's really the more important because Capricorn asks us to focus, settle down, put our nose to the grindstone, figure out what it is we want to do and why we want to do it and um, how that's going to work, right? And so that's an important component of this next chapter. So with that in mind, you know, kind of think about what it is you're building in that house, but you're also renovating. Saturn-Pluto is a renovation, so you're going to be watching for renovations. And, you know, when I talk to my clients, the Saturn-Pluto's taking place in their sixth house, right, because they're my seventh, one, two, three, four, five, six. My twelfth house is their sixth. So a lot of my conversations with my clients are, how are you renovating your life? What are you doing to renovate your life? What does the renovation look like? And um, how do you want it to work? Right? And, and being aware that a lot of what we do here on Earth is tied to our purpose, is tied to our Saturn. You know, if I look at your Saturn by sign and placement, I see what it is. So I've got Saturn in the Ave, in the, which is the Scorpio house. It's also in the sign of Scorpio in the house of wills. So I'm looking for my neighbor's will, right? My father just died. We're doing stuff with his will. It's like a will year for me, you know. And I've got a number of people that are, you know, that are dealing, the clients that are dealing with either dissolving relationships and getting what's rightfully theirs uh, or dealing with estate or will issues with their family members or their parents, you know. So hopefully all of you had that conversation at Thanksgiving about where your will is located. And um, hopefully you have one. Uh, if you don't, remember the state governs what's going to happen to your money. I know back when I was younger and my father remarried and I had a friend die who died without a will, <clears throat> everything went to his parents, which is great. But I kind of thought, well, if every, if, not that I have that much money, but if, it, if I die and it goes to my dad rather than my siblings, you know, I, I want my siblings to have it. So I wrote a will and gave my money to my siblings. Um, and I, I think being, you know, thinking about that stuff, that's what Capricorn asks us to do. It asks us to think about the ends. You know, we spent six hours yesterday going through Peggy's apartment and looking for the will and finding a lot of papers and all that stuff. And then after uh, the women who came over and cleaned left, my neighbor Rosemary came down because she, she has an annual party on Saturday, so she didn't come and clean. And we were sitting around having a glass of wine and talking and, uh, and Rosemary's godchild said to her, so you have the will, right? And Rosemary's like, well, no, I don't. <laughs> now, when Rosemary's family died, when her aunt and uncle and her Aunt May, and she took care of, she's Italian, she took care of the whole clan when they passed, um, you know, they she made them all get wills. She goes, yeah, you know, I don't have one. And I'm like, well, yeah, we maybe need to do something about it, right? So it, it, it's understanding. We don't like to think about the end of stuff. We don't like to think, but I want you to think about the endings. I want you to think about the situation in your life and what the best ending can be, what your desired ending is, and then knowing that that ending is taking place, what the forward motion is. You know, where do you want to head next? What does that next chapter look like? Because after the ending is the forward, and I think that's important uh, to honor, that there's a forward after the ending, but also just being really clear about your endings. Um, so this week, on to the moons. Today the moon's in Aquarius. And it's in Aquarius till tomorrow at 727 when it goes square to Mercury. Tomorrow the moon is void all day long. 
and it goes into Pisces. Uh, so the square to Mercury is moon square Mercury. That's the will. <laughs> um, we also tomorrow on the 2nd have Jupiter going into Capricorn at 1.20 p.m. on the 2nd, and that's going to be for a year, okay? Um, Mercury goes, uh, moon goes void at 7.27 Monday morning, sleety rain, you know, that's going to screw everybody's traveling up, right? Moon square Mercury also going to make traveling a little harder. Uh, moon goes into Pisces on the 3rd. Uh, it's in Pisces at 2.19 in the morning on Tuesday, Wednesday, and it goes void at 3.15 in the morning with a trine to Mercury. Uh, and then it's void all day long until 2.44 p.m. on Thursday when it goes into Aries. And it's in Aries Thursday afternoon and evening, Friday all day, Saturday until 10.01 a.m. when Moon is square Pluto. And then uh, Saturday the Moon's void all day, the 7th. And then at 2.29 a.m. on the 8th, Sunday the 8th, the Moon goes into Taurus and it's in Taurus on Sunday and Monday, going void at 8.12 p.m. So the, the hard days this week are Monday, and then the moon's void all day. The good days, in the sense of good, good closing aspects, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and not Thursday morning, but Thursday afternoon at 2.44, the moon goes into Aries, and that is Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday through 10 1 a.m. That's a hard aspect. Moon and Aries square Pluto. And then, of course, the moon is void all day Saturday, too. And then Taurus moon on Sunday is nice. Uh, and it goes void at 8.12 on Sunday with the trine to Pluto. So our energy this week is, you know, the Pisces moon is the nice one. The other ones are both a little disruptive. But that's okay. Um what we're looking at here is how to work with this energy. And, of course, Pisces moon is about the dream. The other parts are about, you know, how we're going to structure stuff and what we're going to do. So it's important for you to uh, pay attention to this and kind of honor your direction in how we do this and what we do, right? And and that really is the most important thing, you know, being clear and kind of saying, nope, not doing that, yep, doing this. And Jupiter and Capricorn suggests we want to be a little serious about it. Um, <clears throat> the sun this week goes from 9 Sag to uh, 16 Sag, and it has a biquintile to Uranus on the 1st of uh, today, which is always juicy, and a sextile to Juno, inviting us to partner. Tomorrow on the 2nd at 9.15, moon, sun and Athena meet up. So that's a very good strategic vision about how to pair, how to work. And then the sun is parallel, um, Saturn, on the 3rd, and that's the day we're bringing, uh, we're probably going to bring the will, all the stuff we found down to the lawyer. Uh, so sun-Saturn, an ending energy, parallels. Sun's air Saturn said you've done your best. December 4th, sun parallels Pluto. Again, remember, Saturn and Pluto are down at the same degree of declination. So they're hanging out together down there. And as the sun comes to form an exact with them, um, we are going to be serious and concentrating on how to do things. We also have the sun in conjunct Vesta, which is a lot about changing the home. And then last but not least, on the uh, 8th, the sun is going to square Neptune, which is about the dream. So we've got a lot of energy with the sun in Sag kind of encouraging us. Now it gets more serious on Monday when Jupiter goes into Cap. So you're going to definitely feel, uh, ooh, wow, that got serious. You know, kind of went from high fire into solidness, solidness. Mercury this week, as I mentioned, is leaving his shadow. 
he leaves his shadow on the uh, on the eighth, and he goes into Sagittarius on the ninth, um, and he runs from 21 Scorpio to zero uh, Sag, with a sextile to Pluto on the third. Um, which is, okay, this is what we've accomplished. He also has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 4th, which uh, is when the cats are getting placed in their new home. Um, so we're losing Mercury rules small animals, so we're going to be losing Fluffy and Smokey and sending them to live in a new home. And we also have a little stress on the 6th around our communications and how we're working with things. And Mercury's in a biquintile to Eris, the goddess of discord on the 8th. So there's a little bit of angry action, angry words, uh, crabbiness. But a biquintile is successful angry words, so that's always good. Um, and then, of course, Mercury goes into Sag, uh, and he's going to be in Sag, answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. So he's serious. He's in Sag until uh, December 28th when he goes into um, Capricorn. So Sagittarius is a little bit also unfocused, but because he's in an earth sign, he's going to kind of try and ground it. <coughs> when that happens, I always suggest that you finish the task. You're in the middle of writing an email, and you have an appointment. Finish the email before you, you know, and do it before you take the appointment, because what will happen is you're going to get carried really quickly with the energy. The energy is going to feel like it moves a lot faster. Right, because now Mercury's in Capricorn, Jupiter's in Capricorn, Saturn's in Capricorn, Pluto's in Capricorn, the gang is in Capricorn. Venus this week uh, has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on December 2nd. Um, she is releasing and letting go of things, and she is in Capricorn too. And then she sextiles Mars on the 3rd, which is kind of a get everything up and running, so that's a good energy for her. And then she squares Juno, so she breaks up relationships and partnerships on the 4th. She also starts cleaning out home and hearth on the 7th and the 8th, so that's probably the day we put up our Christmas trees uh, or we decorate for the, the, the season of December, if you didn't do it this weekend. And with, those sec with that Venus sextile uh, Vesta, there's kind of a making your home beautiful or making it clean, uh, you know, making it more habitable. Uh, Mars this week also has an aspect to the nodes of fate because he's sextiling Venus. His aspect is more of a working aspect because he's in Scorpio and he's trining the north node. Venus is on the south node, so she's releasing, but Mars is on the north node, so he's trining and helping you get things moving. And uh, the north node's in Cancer, so it's moving towards what your heart wants. There's also a quindicile between Mars and Eris. Uh, and that's harsh words. Uh, that also sometimes is a shooting thing. That's going to be December 1st, unfortunately. Uh, and then Mars has a quintile to Pluto, which is kind of a positive, connective energy. And then he also has um, he has a couple health aspects this week, Mars and Scorpio. So don't fool around, especially because he's in water. And uh, that is lungs. Don't fool around with any lung stuff. Um, and then he's opposite Vesta on the 9th, so he's a lot about clearing things out. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Jupiter's in Caps on December 2nd as of 1.20 p.m. Before he goes in there, he does a little cleaning out of the house, and he also is working with some of his wounds on December 8th because Jupiter squares Chiron, and so we're becoming a little more aware of that is an old wound. You know, I, you know, you'd, some of you know I've had some foot problems, and somebody was I hadn't seen in a while was there, and they were like, wow, you can really see the scars on your foot. I'm like, you can. 
you know. And every time I look at those scars, I go, yeah, I, I appreciate you, and I remember how you were wounded, and I'm really happy you're healed. But so Jupiter aspecting Chiron really is an opportunity for us to look at some of our older wounds and maybe work with them in a different way. Vesta is in conjunct Athena on the 9th, which is a lot of really good ideas about stuff that need we need to modify or change our environment to get them up and running. Now, I'm finding this a lot with folks. This Capricorn energy is really demanding. And people are really feeling like, I need to make adjustments to be able to do what I need to do. And the answer is, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So this week, as Mercury um, shifts into Sag and is answering to Capricorn, Jupiter, he's going to really be saying to you, you know what you really need to do? You really need to So listen to him, you know, as he tells you stuff. Say, yeah, I, I get you're right. I really need to, I, I do need to do that. Um, you know, so in my case, as I was throwing away Peggy's stuff, you know, the playbill file, I got a playbill file, you know, I threw it away, you know, I mean, I got playbill, you know, the joke file, I have a joke file, I threw hers away, I thought I should throw away my joke file too. Watch for where the universe is giving you clear instructions on how to proceed. Not that I plan on dropping that anytime soon, but, you know, if I do, I don't want to make it a hardship on my people that have to clean out my house. Um uh, yeah, and we never think we're going to die. So go do your will if you don't have one. December 8th, Ceres hits the nodes of fate, the south node, on December 8th, which is a big release around family, nurturing, what we love, and how we go. And that's going to be next Sunday. So on that note, the British lady has spoken. I'm off to do my day. I wish you all a very merry week after Thanksgiving and forward into the week. Um, definitely full steam ahead. You're going to really feel it. Pay attention to what Mercury tells you over the next few days because this is his third pass after over the same points. He's telling you things that are really important for you. And then he zooms into Sagittarius uh, on the 9th. Um, uh, I'm sorry, he zooms into Sagittarius, yeah, on the 9th. And he kind of kicks up, okay, we're on, we're off. So <clears throat> this week, especially, what's what's coming to light. And I wish you all a great week and a, and a big hug here from the Bright Red Desk and Max and Remo. Take care. Bye, all. <laughs>